This is Ask an Educator. Welcome to Ask an Educator. I'm Hashim Pipkin, and in this episode, I chat with Brian Coaster, an algebra teacher at Florida Virtual School. Take a listen and learn how the Growth Mindset Micro-Credential is supporting him develop the skills of perseverance and initiative in his students to tackle secondary math in a virtual classroom. Here we go. All right, so let's dig right in with admittedly a big question, um, but I would really be interested to hear your motivations for being an educator and working in student learning. I think that my biggest thing is motivating students to want to learn. Um, I've been a math teacher, uh, specifically Algebra 1. It's not a fun subject. Um, It's one of the subjects that a lot of students struggle with, and they have to overcome it to get to higher math. You have to really understand algebra as as an abstract thought um, to learn any sort of higher math. It's a struggle sometimes to get our students to take it seriously or to do well. Um, So I find that challenge um, fun, actually, uh, by trying to make the the learning fun and more applicable to our students' lives. Yeah. And and why math? You already sort of flagged this in your response, but as a lot of high schoolers and even adults who went through high school would probably tell you, algebra was something that they just – saw as needing to get over, but why do you really commit to giving your students a new approach, a new way of seeing not just math, but this really, really critical concept in, say, secondary math? I've taught all levels of math, all the way up to college-level um, math, and I see the, the struggle that students have all the way up to that level, um, and I think that if we can get students in that first really difficult course in Algebra 1, and we get them to really understand the content, but also understand why we're, we're making them do the content, making them master that material. Um, it's going to make for students that are more successful um, in higher level math. We're going to have more engineers, more scientists, but also in, in career fields as well. We're going to get more um, financial planners or um, students that take maybe financial algebra um, any sort of, of higher level math. You've got to really understand that algebra. Um, you don't have to like it, but you really have to have to understand it. Walk me through a typical day of yours. What what are your priorities? What are what are your students creating? What type of conversations would someone hear in your classroom? Um, what does success look like? What does a successful teaching day look like for you? Well, for me as a virtual school teacher, I actually don't see my students. Um, so I interact with them mostly on the phone or text message. Um, so my students will get a text message at least once a week um, telling them, hey, you did a great job on this assignment. Um, or, hey, I haven't seen this assignment yet. It was due last week. How can I help you? Um, giving them a, maybe a, a little motivation because virtual learning is – motivation is key to virtual learning. Um, the students aren't self-starting, you, you kind of got to push them, but in the end, they're sitting at home in front of the computer and they really have to motivate themselves to learn. So as a teacher, the content is there on the computer. I've got to get the students to understand why I want them to go and take an assignment or watch a video or do 10 practice problems. Um, 
motivating to do that, I think it is, is probably the most difficult job that I have, but also um, the one that is most important. Yeah, especially considering the format in which you're teaching. Um, and considering that, how has professional learning fit into your day-to-day? And more specifically, the, the type of on-demand, as-you-need-it, professional learning that you're able to implement, say, in your instruction immediately. How are you seeing, say, before micro-credentials, your ability to think about what you need as an educator to, say, really continue to motivate your students in this virtual um, kind of flipped classroom? Virtual learning is so different than than teaching in brick and mortar. Um, it's a, I say no matter how long you've been teaching in brick and mortar, your first day of virtual teaching is your first day of teaching period. Um, it, it's so different and it's such, it, it's difficult. It is difficult for many teachers, but you really have to reach out and, and find new ways of teaching. And the one great thing about virtual learning is you don't have a classroom of students. You have one student at a time. So if you need to make changes in how you manage your classroom or how you or instruction or content, you can do that because you're teaching one student at a time. Let's kind of dive deeply and explicitly turn our micro credentials now. So what appealed to you about the concept of micro credentials? Why, why did you think it was a professional learning tool worth pursuing? Specifically, the growth mindset micro credential, it was so specific to what I believe in and what I wanted to, to grow on. Um, it wasn't a, a whole course. It wasn't a whole college course that I needed to take. It was specific to the topic that I wanted. Diving deep into the content that was given to me and, and doing action research, that was so beneficial. Learning about the content, learning about micro-credential, or I'm sorry, uh, learning about growth mindset, and then putting it to use and making changes. And I did a pre-test and a post-test. I had conversations about the topic as I was learning. And I could see day to day how the changes that I was implementing in my classroom was making a positive change with my students. And specific to that topic, that competency around growth mindset, why why that one? What, what were some of the, if there were any challenges or things you were trying to address with students or even your own professional growth that seemed to be a good fit with growth mindset? With growth mindset in algebra, um, just overcoming the, the fear of failing, of getting uh, an F. Um, at Florida Virtual School, we allow students to retake assignments. So they can do an assignment. If they fail, okay, it's a learning experience. Let's take a step back. Let's look at what you did. Let's look at what you did wrong. Let's correct it, and let's try it again and get a better grade. Um, so I think growth mindset is just built into our courses, but we weren't specifically taught how to teach that to our students because first of all we have to explicitly teach our students what it means to fail it's okay it's totally okay to fail we have to teach that to our students so it is an explicit skill that they have to learn because normally students will take an assignment they fail they move on to the next one but that's not how we we want them to to approach it and since earning the micro credential and say after implementing your action research, what are some of the changes you are seeing with the students in your algebra course with um, really engaging with the concept and some of the foundational 
say, theories associated with growth mindset, what are some of the changes that you're seeing students um, being able to make as a result? Whenever I give them feedback on an assignment, I will always thank them for their effort, thank them for having what I call grit, which is the power to overcome an obstacle. And I will give them specific feedback to encourage them to resubmit whatever part of the assignment they didn't understand. And the students will take that feedback, that specific feedback. They'll go and they'll redo the assignment. They'll submit it. Then, then I'll give them more feedback if they need it. Or I'll give them a, what I call a virtual high five. They did it. We're able to move on to the next assignment. But having that specific feedback was really difficult for me as a teacher to kind of incorporate. But once I did, and once I saw the power of it, it it became my top priority. And it's so much easier now that I've practiced it. What about micro-credentials really, really appeal to you now, say, on the other side of earning one? Um, what really convinces you to continue to earn micro-credentials? What, what are their value to you as a teacher in this very particular context, right? The, the kind of virtual classroom. How do you see micro-credentials continuing to help refine and sharpen your practice and your engagement with students? I believe that having specific topics of micro-credentials, um, like I, another one that I earned was disaggregating data, which is something that I do on a regular basis. Um, having a specific, a specific topic for me to work on um, is really important important. So I, I look through the list of micro-credentials um, on a regular basis and I think about, okay, what could, I, what could I use, what could I learn about to improve my classroom? I'm just seeing the list, I get ideas, I, I read the descriptions. Um, I'm actually working on another one for personal purpose, which is more of a personal thing for me than, than my students, but it goes along with that growth mindset. But it was just another piece of the puzzle that that I'm learning about to help my students to be successful. Yeah, so you, you see a lot of value in being able to nail down on particular skills that you really want to dig deeper in, in ways that, say, other professional learning you've experienced didn't give you an opportunity to, to do so. Exactly. I, in a conference, for example, you go and you might be able to pick out topics, but it's not as, as narrow focus, and it doesn't allow that uh, immediate impact in your classroom as a micro-credential with the action research, with the professional learning, um, with the follow-up. And, you know, I, I had to have grow, growth mindset with myself because the first time I turned in my micro-credential, it was denied. Um, I had missed a piece of it. So I had to go back and kind of think, all right, let me have grit. I'm going to resubmit this. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to learn from my mistakes. And I earned my micro-credential. That's awesome. Um, and looking forward, what what are your biggest hopes for what micro-credentials can really do for, for educators? Um, and I want you to think about this specific to educators outside of the traditional, as you say, brick and mortar structure of a classroom, but educators who are either teaching virtually or maybe itinerant teachers, they're moving from school to school. How do you see micro-credentials really being, really being able to support educators? I think having the ability to do it on my own, um, on my own time, on my own pace is really important. Um, as a virtual educator, I can work from anywhere in the world, really. Um, I kind of set my own schedule, so I fit in time to work on it whenever I can. That's, that's huge for someone who 
some weeks might work 40 hours and some weeks might work 60 hours depending on the season between that and having all that information in one part one piece on the website we have the research you have your your topic your action research you're going to submit that having that all in one place all organized is, is really helpful for someone who who is on that has a busy lifestyle um, like most teachers i would think but especially for ones that aren't necessarily sitting in a classroom with a group of students. Yeah, I mean, educators in a virtual type of context, but even still, as you said, educators are just naturally busy. And I think the ability to be able to drive um, the earning process of a micro-credential is super appealing. Um, that's all I had. Um, so again, thanks so much for taking time uh, to chat about this. It was, it was a really great conversation. Thank you very much. All right, take care, Brian. Thanks, you too. Thanks so much for joining us on Ask an Educator. See you next time.